0: Welcome to another episode of the Streaking Lawn podcast once again. My name is Pierce and joining me this week, I've got Caroline with me. Caroline, how are you?
1: Hey, Hey. after a one-week hiatus, I am back. Back to reclaim
0: your throne
1: as co-host. Bennett is early on excited about this.
0: (laughs) You've got your cheering section. We have a very special, special guest Uh, This week, uh, former UVA soccer player and uh, current Charlottesville resident and owner of one of my favorite soccer goals of all time, which we'll get to in a second. Patty Foss is in the house this evening. Patty, how are you? I'm wonderful. It's great to be here. Excellent. Thanks so much for joining us. We're going to talk uh, who's on the pitch. We've got a, a season starting uh, for the men Friday and the women have uh, started a couple games already. They're undefeated in their short uh, 2018 campaign. But I think uh, let, I want to dive into some questions about you, Patty. I think the fans tuning in uh, want to know uh, how's it going? How's, how's life post uh, undergrad in the hook?
2: Uh- yeah, life post-undergrad is, uh, is awesome. Uh, I'm uh, still in Charlottesville, um, so is uh, isn't really a better place to be. They, they couldn't yeah. get rid of me, so I kind of <laughs> transitioned off the field, and now I'm working in the athletics department uh, doing some fundraising and development for the Virginia Athletics Foundation. So it's, uh, awesome. it's treating me pretty well and, and always, a, always a good time here in Charlottesville.
0: And how was your coaching experience? Oh man, my
2: coaching experience was awesome. I um took over the uh the women's soccer, the women's varsity soccer team at, at St Anne's Belfield this spring mm-hmm. and um actually some of the coolest kids you could you could ever hang out with, uh, which is uh, kind of odd to say about a group of high school girls, but uh <laughs> I I thoroughly enjoyed it. So um yeah, that was a, that was that was awesome.
0: How'd the season finish? Uh
2: Oddly enough, uh, given my playing background, um, my team went out in the conference tournament in penalty kicks and Oof. in the state tournament in penalty kicks. Oof. Oh, um, but But uh, <laughs> but we had a good season. Uh, finished, I think it was like eleven, two, and four. And uh, it surely, surely was a uh, was a fun time. So so it was awesome. <laughs>
0: No, it sounds very, very successful, but tragic, and 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 all wrapped up into one. That that is a brutal way to go out. But um, why don't we, we jump back into talking about um, you know, your experience at UVA. If you want to give our listeners, uh, maybe let's start at the beginning. What was it like uh, getting recruited and and making your decision to come play at uh, Virginia?
2: Yeah, sure. I uh, went through the whole recruiting process. I was I was in boarding school in high school. Uh, and so I knew I wanted to stay pretty close to home um, from the Northern Virginia area. So uh, there isn't a better place to play soccer than the ACC. Uh, so I looked at a bunch of ACC schools and really narrowed it down to two. Um, and those, uh, those schools were, were here in Charlottesville and, and then uh, one unnamed in, in college park. Um, <laughs> and, um, you know, just decided that in the end that this was the, this was the place for me. It, it was, uh it felt like home and, 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 uh, it's a tad bit prettier than in College <laughs> Park. So um uh in hindsight, um sounds cliche, but one of the best decisions I ever made and certainly uh certainly not a bad place to live, uh as uh, as you can tell, I'm still here
0: <laughs> for sure.
1: <laughs> so in the whole process, like what was it what's it like being recruited for something you know, we've talked to people about the footballs and the basketballs of the world, but like in a sport like soccer. How's that work? And what is it like playing for Galnavac? Because as someone from the outside, he seems really intense. Um, <laughs> like, yeah. he seems like a cool dude. He's really nice. I think I've met him once or twice. But um, he just seems he, – he's an intimidating-looking dude. Like, he looks like Jason Statham, let's be honest. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. its uh, I guess that's a double, double – two questions wrapped into one. The first is that it, it is different uh, being recruited in, in, a, in a non-revenue sport. Um, mostly because uh, you know the, probably the biggest change is that they can they can split scholarships.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so not only is it you get a scholarship offer, but you know what what school is willing to to kind of offer you a, a a full ride. Um, mm-hmm. which is something that that played heavily into my decision, uh, to come here. Um, the second part of that question, what's it like playing for George? Um, George is definitely an intimidating looking dude. Um, he uh, you know you don't make 36 straight tournaments on accident uh, so he must be doing something right and um, yeah, I always say and I really do mean it one of the things George has done best is surround himself with good people and good soccer coaches and um, you know I was recruited by by Matt Chulis who's still here and, and Mike Bahanik who who has now moved on to Pitt mm-hmm. and those are two of the best guys that um, you know I, I've ever I've ever met let alone worked with all the soccer teams so um, I think that has been one of George's biggest strengths is, is the people he's put around him. Um and certainly his success speaks for itself, but uh definitely a legend here.
0: Awesome. And for any of our hokey listeners uh that are tuning in, could you describe what it's like to win a national championship? <laughs>
2: there's tons of um, Virginia tech folks so <laughs> tune in every week. Yeah, we, like, we have a big I'm fan out. base
0: in Blacksburg. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I'm sure there's a there's a large contingent down there.
0: Um, this is an internet
2: podcast. Do they, they do internet down
0: there? Ah, uh, good question. We'll send a delegation. Um, <laughs> no,
2: um, yeah, that experience was was obviously one that's hard to describe. Yeah. Um, and usually, what you know, when people have asked me that in the past, I say, um, you know, not a lot of things will will make me uh, ball on national television, but but there is a pretty. Uh, Iconic photo that my my brothers mostly send to me all the time uh, of me kind of just letting it flow uh, <laughs> on on national TV. So uh, pretty emotional. Uh, something that you know you obviously never forget. But 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 something that one of the coolest parts I think about that is that that group of guys um, you know kind of goes down in history together, and, and there are chances for us to to relive it. You know you know at, at reunions and anniversaries. Um, you know that that 2014 team was uh obviously a good a good team on the field but what a really special group of guys and um yeah that was a, that was a pretty cool time
0: awesome and also i think i, I mentioned at the beginning the, the the play that stands out to me in your career is clearly the free kick against Louisville in the following season i will put it up in case you haven't seen it we'll put it on the blog post uh the highlight video uh, what, what can you possibly say about it? Like how, how does, how does that happen? Kicking it for a midfield uh, and having to go in? Like, uh, I mean, how cool is that?
2: Uh, very cool. Um, <laughs> what can I say about it? Um, it was a little windy. Um, <laughs> I, uh, you know, I like to think of myself as a pretty honest dude and, and, uh, an honest dude wouldn't, uh, shoot from 75 yards away. Um, <laughs> As about, you know, about a minute left in the game, and I kind of let it try to put it in the box, and, and the wind took it a little bit, but um, certainly a pretty cool moment uh, yeah. made for uh, an eventful 21st birthday. Yeah, um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean it's another one of those moments like like the national championship that you'll never forget. Uh, and uh, got got a little YouTube press out, so got a little sports center action. Uh, <laughs>
1: so you took the third penalty kick is that correct in the championship game
2: i actually took the fourth penalty the
1: kick. fourth oh i got um, some bad info from stats guy here step uh,
0: boy. Yeah. <laughs> boy is just virginia sports I <laughs> the third goal though maybe that was it oh yeah okay, that was it. yeah
1: third goal so you go up in that situation yeah roll with it and <laughs> if i remember correctly it was, you guys made the first one and missed the second anyway so What is the Mm -hmm. how many penalty kicks did you take over the course of your career? How (laughs) is that whole in college? I mean, and how does that process work when it comes to that situation? Like, do you know well in advance who the penalty kick lineup is? Like, do you talk about it in the second half or when you head into overtime? Like, when do you know that this could be a potential thing that you have to do?
2: Yeah, yeah, I think um, first, I think it, it starts to creep into your mind. Uh, as you as you get into that second overtime period, uh, everybody kind of kind of feels it coming. Uh, in that particular game against UCLA, uh, I think it started creeping into our mind about 90 seconds into the first half. Um, <laughs> um,
0: there were some cynical responses to the style of play. I think my nice favorite. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like um,
1: ever in the history of anything. We'll get to
0: that. Yeah, so that
2: that was that was awesome. Um, <laughs> big haters guy. Yeah. Um, no, but but to answer your question, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of prep work that goes into it. Uh, it's not just an on fly thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we we practiced PKs a lot, a lot that year. We practiced PKs. Uh, we had a penalty shootout in, in the Elite Eight uh, against Georgetown, mm-hmm. um, which is always a, is always a a little bit of an advantage. Though I will say that that gives the opportunity for the keeper to to do a little film study.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, for myself personally. Um, I, I always loved 2Ks, uh for whatever reason. Uh, they were just um, they were just fun to me. I mean, it's just it's there's a lot of adrenaline, there's a lot of emotions, and you know, in, th- in that particular moment, um, UCLA missed the one right before I went. They mm-hmm. hit the crossbar, so the ball the ball came almost all the way back to midfield. Um, and so, there, you know, I, I always walked up. I, I I was I enjoyed that moment mentally and i don't think a lot of nerves play into it yeah, yeah. There's, a, there's a funny video you know if you watch the video of me walking up there I kind of had a smile on my face a big <laughs> wad of gum that i'm just chomping on uh and and i just for whatever reason i i was able to just kind of soak in the moment and think man this is really cool um and in hindsight it's kind of like man that was really cool but you know what would have really been a bummer is if i would have missed um <laughs> but uh but it didn't, and a positive ending. So uh, that's solid. Did you
0: um, know which way? You were, yeah, yeah answer the so, Yeah, you
2: know, I, I went, I went the same. I did the same thing, the same run up, the same way, almost every time. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I, I picked way in advance, Uh luckily the keeper moved pretty early on mine. So so <laughs> I, I kind of just passed on the other side. But um, yeah, I mean that's a that's a pretty nerve wracking moment, um, and. Yeah, uh, pretty cool.
1: That's awesome. When it comes to – I mean, Pierce kind of touched on it. The the plan against UCLA. UCLA was known for their quick forwards and their scoring ability. And the question was, can Virginia stop them from scoring? You guys played – I mean, hey, it's Virginia. We do defense. (laughs) That's just a thing. (laughs) Right. Um, The tweet that I was mentioning is my favorite one where it's like, I'm sorry, I can't – when he talked about backing the bus up in front of the goal. Yeah. For me, it's like, obviously, do what you yeah. need to do to win. Like, why would you play into the other team's strengths? Um, right. How kind of – did it add sweetness to the moment to see how salty and bitter the UCLA team and coach were? <laughs> Is that a weird question? Like, were you just laughing? Yeah,
2: 100%. <laughs> no, that's, I, don't think that's a, I don't think that's a weird question. Um, I uh, – you know, they, they, were, they were talking a lot before the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and they talked a lot after the game. Um, so I, I think it did make it a little sweeter. There's a certain player on their team who, who was committed to Virginia uh. from Virginia to go to UCLA. And, and they had asked him before the, for the game, you know, what, why'd you decommit? And, um, you know, why UCLA? And he, he, he was quoted saying, um, I decommitted from Virginia and went to UCLA because I wanted to win championships.
0: Well, damn.
2: Um, and so, um, that one, that one definitely was uh, circulated in the group chat the night before the game. <laughs> um, but, but, yeah, I mean, we went in that game with a plan, and the plan was to slow them down mm-hmm. um, and to frustrate them. And, and certainly if we had played them straight up and, and made it uh, you know, a, a, a track meet, we would have lost. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so I think um, we executed pretty well, well, very well in the defensive end. And, and if you look back on that game and the chances that were had, you know, they probably had 85% of possession and we probably had the two best chances in yep. the run of play, yeah. Um, yeah. which were our only two chances, but, but that was kind of the game plan the whole time. And um, aside from, my, I think, one set piece that bounced in the box, they, they really weren't dangerous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that, I mean, that was the plan. We watched a lot of film, um, you know, that, <laughs> that day in between the uh, semis and final was pretty ridiculous. A bunch of guys had to take finals
0: um oh god so we
2: woke up early took a final in the hotel lobby uh, and then watched film so um oh, yeah and that was it. i mean that's another thing that that is a little known fact but you yeah. know guys were taking finals that whole trip some guys did yeah. it thursday and saturday um and ucla it works on the trimester so they weren't i mean they were they yeah. weren't in exam season Damn. Um, but anyway i mean yeah just, uh, just a little t- little tidbits
0: no, it's cool.
1: That's, yeah, but behind the scenes and the glamorous life of traveling student athletes, right? Um yeah, that <laughs> yeah, yeah. I still laugh about that. I'm sorry I can't hear you over the this big ass trophy. Um this yeah. is I told myself I wasn't gonna bring up UMBC today, but um <laughs> yeah. you guys did beat UNBC in the semifinals to make the finals. Did that have you thought of it? Like it's just a kind of a small. Are
0: you puzzle saying puzzle it's like. it's their fault? <laughs> yes, all of the um, karma came is back. Saved
1: up from and UVA was the number mm. sixteen seed, believe it or not, but UMBC wasn't. Yeah,
2: lost. we we were the number sixteen seed. UMBC was actually didn't was not seeded in that tournament. Yeah. They were kind of the Cinderella, <laughs> um, and they had a, they had a really they had a really quality squad, um, and um, they frustrated teams and and they they were very defensive. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we ended up getting that early goal in that game that finished one nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, it is, it is kind of funny looking back uh, because so many, you know, after the basketball um, situation. Um,
1: <laughs> who had the best reaction that, or the funniest or the, when you think of the funniest team reaction after winning, who, uh, who stands out to you and what, what do they do? <laughs>
2: um keep keep it oh, clean. that's a good question <laughs> yeah i mean so that game is on so to so put in perspective that game is on a sunday um at noon uh in Kerry, north carolina it's about three three and a half hour drive from from charlottesville we uh we left went to outback um <laughs> and got back to charlottesville
0: where champions on- eat
2: it. yeah <laughs> on- and george loved outback
0: um <laughs>
2: But uh, <laughs> we got back so around happy, eight, and why. most most everybody on the team had finals the next day because we had been so behind from traveling. You know, because the lead up to that tournament, it, you know, every game past the second round, we had to travel for. Um, so we got back around eight on the Sunday, and uh, everybody had finals at like eight a.m. the next day. So naturally, we just went to sleep, and, and nothing happened.
0: Um, oh yeah,
2: of but, course. Uh, <laughs>
1: And everyone I don't know. Passed. I see they a all got I,
2: yeah, everyone passed. Everyone studied really hard Sunday night. Um, we we definitely studied Irish extra hard. Um, and um, now I mean, there's there some really funny. Person. There are some really yeah. There are some really funny stories and really funny reactions. But um, I mean, those are the kind. I mean, those that weekend. Those kind of memories are ones to keep forever. I don't, Nico. You referenced Nico's tweet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, He definitely had some zingers um, off (laughs) record as well. Um, (laughs) But yeah. yeah, I mean, just, yeah, we could, uh, once they stop recording, we could definitely talk okay. about
0: yeah, we'll, we'll have the podcast <laughs> for the off-the-record stuff. But uh, I think we can uh, we can jump into this upcoming season for the Hoos or this current season uh, for the squads. Uh, the ladies have uh, gone 2-0 to start. And, I mean, there's always big expectations for, for both the men and the women, uh, UVA, but the women have probably had – you know, a a stronger last generation of players, so to speak, you know, and, and, and the college ranks, what are you looking for, uh, out of, uh, them this season? I mean, championship contenders or or at least ACC contenders, what are you thinking?
2: Yeah. I mean, knock on wood, um, that women's team is, is, is in my mind, a college cup team, Mm -hmm. um, you know, we talked in, in depth about playoff runs and and uh, upsets and whatnot. So, so it's hard to say that you know a team is a favorite to win a national title or be in a national title game because at the end of the day, you know, eighteen year old kids playing a single elimination <laughs> tournament. <Troy. Yeah>. Um, sure. <laughs> what could go wrong? But, uh, but, <laughs> but I mean, you know, that, that women's team is as deep as as I think I've, it's ever been. Mm-hmm. Um, they they. Um, from from the back forward have a very strong core a very very strong spine of the team um and, and the thing that's really surprised me in the first couple of games has been um how comfortable their freshman class looks mm-hmm. you know that that first game uh, against colgate they they rested their u20 national team players so so and Corey peterson is one of the best players uh was sitting on a red card suspension so five of, of definitely five starters were, were were not playing at all and mm-hmm. they still went. You know, 18 players deep, um, and I think that's a big credit to, to to Steve and his staff and and the job that they do recruiting. Mm-hmm. But the one thing that stood out in both games is, is really these freshmen that had stepped right on the field and looked comfortable, uh, because it's a hard thing to do. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, definitely definitely a contender this year, and, and in my mind, uh, a college cup team.
0: Awesome.
1: They have – I think I saw the – is it the number four ranked class coming in with those with those first years and then a, a big transfer. Um, how crucial is that? Because obviously you talked about them being comfortable, but with the success that they've had long-term and making these final games and a couple of these close ones with like Florida State and the championship game and yeah. stuff like that, um, having a young goalkeeper that has succeeded and then adding some of these transfers and these young players, does that take stress off the upperclassmen? Does that – just give him more options in the way he's looking at it. What's the biggest benefit right Yeah, the I
2: mean, I, Yeah, I mean, I, I think it, it gives you uh, the ability to, to put a couple different looks on the field. You know, some of the, some of the freshmen that are coming in are, are physically um, ready to play at the ACC level. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple that stood out in my mind, um, Sarepka plays plays right back, Ashland Sarepka. Mm-hmm. Uh, very, very dynamic, serves a great ball in the wing. Um, they got they have the uh um, two time uh virginia player of the year coming in uh in claire constant she she of, of any player on the field i think especially in their first game is a physical presence she 's fast she 's strong uh she can play virtually any position on the field um, and then uh you know up front they have, they have a freshman of uh, rebecca Jarrett uh, uh and Alexis spanster who are who are both um Quality, quality soccer players. So, I I mean, those are just four of of the newcomers coming in, and then you add them to a pretty veteran lineup that they already had, uh, and suddenly you're looking at at a team that that easily goes 18 or 20 deep, which in a condensed college season uh, can go so far, especially once you get to November, December, when you know you have 20 games under your belt in two months, and 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 the legs are, are a little heavy.
0: Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about Laurel Ivory? Um, she's coming off starting, I think, every game as a first year uh, in goal. I mean, that's a, a season's worth of experience. She's getting national team play, at the U-20 and such. Uh, I mean, what is it – how important is it for that team to have, you know, this experience keeper coming off such good success?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's hugely important. I, I think if you look at both the men's and the women's programs at Virginia – uh, there has been a pipeline of good goalkeeping. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and for Ivory, you know, she graduated high school a full year early to come in last year, uh, looked composed, uh, looked like, you know, she belonged. Uh, and the thing that stands out to her, she's she's a great shot stopper, uh, and she's great organizationally, but but she has really quality feet. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for, for the way that Steve wants to play, um, she brings a little bit of... Uh, a little bit to, to, to even the attacking side, because you're mm-hmm. able to play through her. She's able to hit a, a longer ball. Uh, you know, it's 40 or 50 yards even. Um, and that experience is, you know, she, she started all three games at the U 20 world cup, you know, you can't replicate that. And so for a young goalkeeper who, who age wise would be a true freshman this mm-hmm. year, mm-hmm. um, she really is, already has a veteran presence. Um, and, and that And that shows you know it, yeah. she's she's comfortable uh she knows herself and she's able to to kind of lead the team from that spot also helps that that I think in front of her you know at center back and Stevie mcLaren, you have probably
0: mm-hmm.
2: one of the top three center backs in the country she's just so athletic and so between those two you you, you do have a lot of leadership across that back line awesome.
1: What, uh, one of the players that I'm really excited to see more of is Taryn Torres. She's a second-year who earned, you know, all rookie stuff ACC last year, I think third team, all ACC. What do you like about her game, and what does she bring to the, to the team?
2: Yeah, Torres is, is, a, is a very skill, skillful player. Uh, she's got good pace. She's quick uh, off her first touch. Um, in fact, yesterday she had, she had a really uh, cheeky little finish uh, for that first goal. Mm -hmm. Um, but but again, another player that brings experience at the international levels, uh, has played under the bright lights, um, and is capable of turning a game on its head. You know, when you think about the college game, especially, um, so many times you see games decided by one individual moment of brilliance and, uh, Torres is one of those players that isn't, isn't afraid to run at someone and certainly can strike a ball even from distance, um. So she's fun to watch. And I think what you'll see this year is Spanstra brings a lot of the same, um, to the table that, that, that Taryn Torres does. And so if you have both them playing on either wing, uh, it can be a pretty, pretty dynamic, uh, front line. Yeah.
1: We've talked a little bit about the star power that this team has had over the past couple seasons, three, four, five seasons, Morgan, Bryan, you've got, you know, a handful of players on the national team. I think three starters in the last lineup. Um, how do you see the dynamics in the ACC having shifted at all? Like we know that UNC has been like a heavy hitter and a power, and they're still a great team. Obviously, um, do you think Virginia's kind of climbed their way up there um, when it comes to like the powerhouse of the ACC? And what does that do for recruiting?
2: Yeah, I mean, I mean, you're right that UNC historically has you know UNC women's soccer may be the most historic program of any collegiate right. program in any sport. Um, Florida State certainly has been very, very good, mm-hmm. uh, especially in the last decade. Um, but from a player development and and, and personnel standpoint, you're right. Virginia has been as good as any in the last five or seven years. Um, and you're seeing that, you know, with players like Morgan Bryan, uh, Emily Sonnet, um, even, you know, Danny Colafrico. Those kind of players are mm-hmm. flourishing as pros. And I think that says a lot about you know Coach Swanson and, and the job that he does with his staff uh, uh, to develop players and not just put a quality product on the field to get results, but but also developing players from maybe you know an eighteen year old high school player, you know to a twenty two year old pro. Um, and I think that that portion of it uh, helps recruiting tremendously. You know, Steve has a pedigree of coaching it at. at at the senior national team level, you know, at the junior national team level and, and players and recruits know what they're getting in him uh, mm-hmm. and his staff. So for recruiting, you know, who, who would you rather play for than Steve Swanson? Probably no one. <laughs> um, so I, I, and I think we're seeing that with, you know, this, especially this year's team. I mean, they, mm-hmm. you know, in my opinion, they go 20 deep and that doesn't happen, you know, by accident. And it doesn't, you know, there, there aren't 20 scholarships. Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. so kids are giving something up to come to virginia uh to play to play women's soccer and and i think um that's a huge credit to him and his staff awesome
0: well uh why don't we chat about the men's team a little bit too um this maybe compared to the women's uh the 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 star power is gone for from a lot of the men's roster Mm -hmm. Uh, a lot of those top guys either graduated or playing in the MLS or left early to pursue uh pro. Mm-hmm. What, what are you seeing uh, as they are about to start their season on Friday? What do you expect from them?
2: Yeah. I mean, I mean, unlike the women's team, uh, the men's team is, is largely unproven mm-hmm. um, from the, from the backup. And, um, you know, I think looking at them in their first couple exhibitions, they have some, some freshmen, Uh, that are coming in who, who are, are talented, very talented. Um, But you're right. uh, They dropped a a lot of the, a lot of the core of that team over the past three years, you know, is gone. Uh, And so a a lot of question marks, you know, they, uh, Joe Bell, um, Robin Mm -hmm. Afamafuna, those are really going to be the leaders of this team. Um, And it'll be interesting to watch and see how fast they can gel uh, and find the roles because, you know, one of the problems that you run into, especially in collegiate soccer, is if you have a young team, you're going to have some egos. And how quickly can you guys figure out, you know, whose role is what? Yeah. Uh, so I think that'll be a big thing for this team. You know, they, they, they have a lot of unproven players the, on the field, but a lot of talented players. So they, they have a lot of capability, but, but it'll be interesting to see how fast they can gel.
0: Absolutely. And Joe Bell was probably, uh, you know, the the best freshman last year. One of them, at least on the team, he made ACC all freshmen. I mean, he seems as a midfielder, a, a dynamic guy that is, is really ready to be that, you know, face uh, of the team. Do you, do you see that capability in him as, as a player specifically? Yeah,
2: I think, I think Joe is a, is a, is a very talented um, young man. I mean, he, he, he is capable of changing a game. You know, he doesn't have lightning pace, uh, mm-hmm. but his technical ability is off the chart. Um, he has that international experience that we were, you know, talking about on the women's side. Mm-hmm. Joe has that on the men's side and that he, you know, he just captaining the U 20 national team in, in, for New Zealand. And,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and he is definitely capable of kind of bossing the team from that midfield. Um, question is going to be, you know, can he, can he create and who's he going to create with? Because, He's not the kind of player that's going to run at run at at a back line, you know, and and make a yeah. crazy individual effort and score. Yeah, he wants to be kind of that maestro in the midfield. And you know, a lot of the a lot of the proven goal scoring threats around him have moved on. Um, so, how quickly can can those those freshmen uh, and newcomers mesh with with a player like that?
1: Outside of the team being unproven a little bit on the younger side what would you say your biggest concern in it, concern is with this
2: year's squad um I think my biggest concern uh is the same concern that this team has faced probably for the last you know five or seven years and, and that's who's going to score the goals mm-hmm. um you know I think it, I think it, you have to go back to, to before my time as a player to probably Will Bates uh who was the last real, true goal scorer.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, Bates is a guy who, who just had a nose for the goal and, and, and could score goals in bunches, and, and you really haven't seen that for probably, you know, six, seven years now. Um, that's my concern for this team, too. Uh, they, there's a freshman uh, who's a big body, uh, very physically imposing uh, in Daryl DK, mm-hmm. um, Oklahoma player of the year. Um, definitely uh, show, is capable of showing some special moments, um, but you know Oklahoma high school soccer is not ACC soccer, <laughs> um, and so how fast can he acclimate to the speed of play and and start to score? I think one of the biggest things for him is going to be how fast can he get his first goal and how fast can he get his second goal? Because once he can hit his stride and build a little confidence, I think he's capable of scoring. But to answer your question, Carolina, I, I'm concerned about who, who's going to be the goal scorer for this team? Um, because I think they're pretty quality across the back line. I just, you know, I, I'm just not sure where the goals are going to come from.
0: And in the so, ACC, it looks like UNC might be the favorite uh, for some of the preseason stuff I was looking at for them. I mean, they're picked uh, by the media to be ahead of UVA and the Coastal. Do you see UNC as, as the class of the conference?
2: Yeah, I mean, UNC is, is always, always has a strong team. Uh, this year is going to be no different. I think what you're seeing, what you'll see this year from, from ACC soccer as a whole is a lot of teams like Virginia in that, um, there's a lot of talent from the conference that's moved on. Um, mm-hmm. not just, you know, in Charlottesville. Um, so a lot of unproven teams. So, so I think there'll be a lot of parity. Um, but that's good, you know, and, and there are mm-hmm. programs like Pitt, for instance, who, you know, three, four years ago would have been a program that maybe Virginia rests a bunch of starters. Mm-hmm. You know, Pitt's a Pitt's a real player now. And so I think it's really an any given day um, conference, and it could be fun to watch. You know, UNC is picked by the media to as a favorite, but there's going to be a lot of parity this year, I think.
1: Thanks. And I – you know, whenever this actually goes live, I don't know what last night would end up being, but the men had their final scrimmage. Um, and one of the people that was in the stands and posting video was new athletic director, Carla Williams. Um, what has it been like working with, um, Dr. Williams so far and what's your take on her?
2: Yeah, Carla's, uh, she's come in, uh, she has a plan. Um, she's not afraid to, um, to enact that plan. Um, she certainly is a is a pretty impressive person to be around. Um, and her story is a cool one. you know she she is a student athlete herself. She's been a coach. She's seen collegiate athletics from a lot of of different perspectives. Uh, and I think she brings a fresh face to the athletic department. and um, you know for me as as a as transitioning into uh, a young professional in, in this field, um, it's been really cool to 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 watch her in her first you know seven, eight months here. Uh, and see how she leads because you know she has a she has a different style than than Craig did, um, and Craig you know certainly was as good an athletic director as, as anybody could have hoped for. Um, but with a fresh face comes a, a fresh set of ideas, and, and I think sure. the ideas that she has and what she's trying to do here are are some pretty exciting ones. Um, so it's been it's been it's been awesome. You know, it's been really really fun to see. Um, see what the future of Virginia athletics look like and, and continue to learn from someone who uh, as bright as her. Nice.
1: Um, So there's a lot of younger alumni who aren't necessarily ready to donate to VAF or don't live near Charlottesville. So they can't go to games and like support via buying tickets and that sort of stuff. Um, What is your recommendation for people that would like to support or give back to the soccer teams?
2: Yeah. I mean, number one, a would be stay engaged. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, anybody who's going to listen to a podcast like this, uh, is already engaged. Um, so pay attention, you know, pay attention to, to what's going on and, and think maybe, um, deeper than what the scoreline is of that given day. You know, there's a, there's, at least for me, uh, coming off the field and, and into the background a little bit, there's a lot more that goes into collegiate athletics than I could have ever imagined, you know, and, and I lived and breathed it every day. Uh so so stay engaged, see see what's going on, uh read up about you know what's what's happening because you know, UVA Athletics is about to go into a huge a huge um transitional time uh in that, you know, we're taking university hall down. We're yeah. looking to build a in a, a, a football uh command center, an Olympic sports building. So pretty exciting time, but also one for, for alums and fans that we got to stay, stay engaged and and have support of everybody. And you're right. For, for some people that doesn't mean uh, cutting a check. Um, But that doesn't mean that you can't be a part of it. Um, And I'm not cutting big checks myself now. So, you know, (laughs) any, any donation is better than no donation. And we, quite frankly, we need those. Um, So my advice to young alum would be uh, pay attention, um and keep hating tech
0: <laughs> good stuff well i know we both uh caroline and i have some uh, rapid fire questions for you if you're, if you're ready this is uh how we usually close it out with guests and i've, I've got a couple that i All want to right. get to before caroline um i know she's stepping on my turf she, i mean you're the veteran but there's some stuff i gotta know so uh first right. of, uh if any what what professional clubs do you support arsenal arsenal classic american soccer fan <laughs> whoa whoa that's, whoa hey, man, sorry, I'm, <laughs> sorry i'm a spurs fan so i, I you know that's uh, I classic thinking. american uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um and are the who's on the other football gonna make a bowl game seven wins all right is one of those against the Hokies? Absolutely. <laughs> oh, no, yes. that's that is bold, uh, <laughs> but we like bold predictions here on the podcast. I'm trying to figure. Out, I'm trying to figure out right
2: now if I'm going to be in Blacksburg for that game or I'm going to Atlantis. But uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Oh, <laughs>
1: go to Atlantis. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> no, <laughs> I,
0: yeah, yeah, It's your turn. Let's get to it.
1: Okay, we're going to start easy, just to warm you up a little bit. Um, Coke or Pepsi? Uh-huh. Coke,
2: absolutely.
0: Thank you.
1: I would have like deleted Easiest the whole. Question in the world. Yeah. <laughs> okay, boiling or Trinity.
2: Oof, that um, a toughie. Um, it's going to depend on uh, time of day, and I um, <laughs> probably, probably, probably boiling though.
1: Okay, good, good, good choice. Good choice. Old <laughs> dorms or new dorms? Uh, old. O' Hill or Newcomb?
2: Um it's like choosing between duke and tech um <laughs> uh nukem that's <them.
1: laughs> well, like you read my sheet because literally the next question is duke or tech which one do you hate more
2: man <laughs> <it is tough. laughs> um, probably probably tech i mean yeah probably tech
1: <laughs> um coolest athlete you met at school that wasn't you
2: Oh <laughs> uh, emily Sonnet. oh
1: nice okay nice. uh is there a story nice. that goes along with that that why she's so cool what makes her the coolest <laughs>
2: um so the summer between my uh freshman and sophomore years uh i lived in emily sonnet mckenzie doniac's uh family room <laughs> like behind their couch we put my mattress <laughs> um and she uh there was two, um, Kayla Sears, who's a volleyball player, and Manon Floor, also a volleyball player. I was, I was just in the family. They, were, they were still living there, um, and they called it Patty's Playpen. <laughs> um, so, uh, they, yeah, I mean, Emily Sine If you ever get the chance to to interview Emily Siner or have her on this podcast, she's That's probably cool. the funniest person you're right. you're going to talk to. Um, but also, you know, a world class athlete uh, and an overall cool person. So, Emily Sont, um, coolest athlete I've met. You, yeah.
1: <laughs> um if you could play for another UVA coach, who would you play for? Or if you want to play another Joanna sport, Harden. Oh nice. Gotcha. All right. Um go yep. to Bodo's
2: order. Go to Bodo's order. Um I I was always a sausage egg and american on everything guy and now Bodo's has introduced the uh deli egg. Yeah. Um so I've started started to go there but um
0: I would still so probably an say egg. sausage
2: and American on everything. It's like they chop up like all the meats and they cook it with the egg. So it's kind of like an omelet on a bagel. Wow. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's it's pretty awesome. – I mean, I'm not going to say it's a game changer, but it's not, not a game changer. <laughs> <It's> magnificent. <laughs> all right, that's it. You
1: escaped. That was good. Those were good answers. <laughs> all right. We'll, we'll let you pass.
0: <laughs> all right, well, we'll – uh. We'll close things up there. Uh, Patty, thanks again. Uh, we very much appreciate, appreciate your time and, and your insights and, uh, yeah, just thanks for joining us. Yeah, it's been awesome. I appreciate you guys having me on, um, and, uh, tech yeah and uh for those listen uh, again the the men open up uh friday i believe uh the women's next game is thursday uh on the road uh so stay tuned to streakingthelawn.com for coverage and that and uh until the next episode go hoops